So on today's episode of For the Broken Mind, we're going to be talking about depression. This is the weirdest topic <laughs> in the world to talk about on here, but yeah, I'm going to be talking about depression. I let's say I face depression, I experience depression. Which which one will you say? Yeah, I experienced depression for a better part of my life. And you've probably seen BTS in the title. BTS is not behind the scenes in this context. It means behind the smiles. Um. So behind the smiles, we hide a lot of things. And that includes pain, which is the most common thing being hid. Sometimes it's mischief, but the most things everybody hide is pain. And my depression did not come as a result of losing somebody or anything in that aspect. It came as a result of not feeling like I was enough for anybody or even myself. Not feeling like I was enough, not feeling like I was doing enough. I didn't feel like... I felt like I was underachieving. And as depression starts, you start losing your appetite. And then you become reticent. You stop going out as much as you were. And then you become a homebody. I'm not a natural homebody. I'm more of an extrovert. But when facing this thing, I became an introvert. But currently, I'm an ambivalent. If that's like the correct... If that's the correct English... (laughs) But yeah, depression happens as a result of probably anything in your life. I don't know what's going on in your life currently, but I felt like, I felt alone sometimes in my problems, and I also felt not enough. And this came as a result of some things that people said to me. Words carry weight, and I've made sure not to say a lot of things that hurt people at least my better knowledge sometimes i'm just joking and sometimes it hurts some people but yeah i've tried as much as possible i've tried my impossible best and sometimes it comes as a result of your parents like what your parents say to you and if you have ever been in a family or if you're in a family where your uncle is this 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 he has received PhD, PhD. Your auntie have master's degree. It's like they went to every university in the world. Graduated from Cairo, graduated from London. Uncle studied in Berlin. If you have a family like that where everything is just high standard, those type of families, people that come out from there, except if they have like a good relationship with their parents, like very, very good relationship with their parents, those people from those type of family they usually face depression children and if you're not academically sharp in that type of family for whatever reason depression is paramount because i think in my own condition i do not like studying as much as everybody does or i don't like education as much as people present it to be it's more of a do or die affair than I actually enjoy it. I enjoy learning, but I don't enjoy it when I don't understand. 
and there are particular subjects I don't understand. No subjects, just a subject, by the way, which was mathematics. And till I got to older or to this stage, I was, you know, insulted because mathematics or education as a whole, because of the way mathematics felt, education as a whole needs spark joy. It does not look as rosy as it feels. It does not spark joy at all. And any time I'll pick my books, I would just be thinking, like, how far? <laughs> I'm thinking of passing. I'm not thinking of gaining anything from this thing. I'm just thinking of, I want to pass. And if I don't pass, God, I don't know what will happen. Because the moment you bring that F9 on, in whichever subject, as irrelevant as it may look, the moment you have the blood of Jesus on your exam paper, like Nigerians like to call it, in that moment, it's like, you are not meant to exist as a child. Everybody starts bubbling. If your parents, like, have friends, their friends know in an instant. And then, from there, it's like everybody's counseling you. One thing that's happened to me is before people talk to me as a person, I've already beaten up myself inside a lot. So before people even come ahead and come and insult me, I've insulted myself multiple times inside. There are a lot of times I didn't feel like bringing results home because I knew what was going to happen at home. Though things have been getting better, but if you live in an African home, which most of you do, or even though in an American home, I don't know how an American home looks like, but African home is is like hell comes to earth on that day. When you bring a result home, a result lower than your parents' standards. And it got me depressed because you just feel like you're the only one. If you have older siblings in school where they have gotten, they have achieved a lot, if you're, if you're always looking at your older siblings like the academic rack where you can see awards, 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 awards every time. Sometimes you just pass beside some people sitting room. Even in your friends' houses, and that's where the comparison starts. If you have been in an African home, you have probably heard, what am I doing? Look at this person. Like... This person doesn't have two brains, though. Or they mention someone in your class. The weirdest thing I've seen in a school environment, like this actually happened in a school. And this woman, this lady was like, hey, can I see your result? Not mine. Like the smartest person in the class at that point. Can I see your result? And yeah, the girl was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And immediately the mother turned to your child. Whoa, I'm going to leave you. Like, this is a child. This is a child that has brain. And that comparison, it doesn't make anybody feel at home. This is one of the reasons why I created For the Broken Mind. Because I wanted to create a safe heaven. Or a safe space for people who feel like home is not home itself. This type of treating or this type of treatment in society made me feel... It made me, like, hate the thought of parenting. 
it didn't make me feel like I want to be a parent. I was scared of even having children in the first place. Not like I'm the one that's going to have them, my wife will. But then I was scared of having children in the first place because I was just thinking in my head, if this is how I was treated, if this is how I'm going to be treating my children because they don't get up to my standard, then I don't want to have children in the first place. But over time, my perspective about life has changed and this depression has alleviated. Not as a result of drugs or a result of medications or anything. I didn't even go to a therapist. I wouldn't open my mouth enough to go to any therapist. So no therapy anywhere. In fact, I hardly believe that therapy works in Nigeria. <laughs> I don't believe in therapy, Joe. But yeah, some people have really like therapy works. But one thing that was therapeutic for me instead was the scripture and like the Bible as a whole. So I'm going to be reading from Psalms 130. It says from verse 3, it says, If you kept record of our sins, no one could last long. But you forgive us, and so we will worship you. With all my heart, Lord, for you, I trust your promises. I wait for you more eagerly than a soldier on guard duty waits for dawn. Yes, I wait more eagerly than a soldier on guard duty waits for dawn. Israel trusts the Lord. God is always merciful and has the power to save you. Israel, the Lord will save you from all your sins. And, well, if... Basically, in any home, there are some times where your parents, is like they have a record of your wrongdoings. And anytime you do something bad, they will just like take you to that point. They're like, whoa, like this is what you did though. This is what you did when you were this, when you were this, when you were that. If you do anything related to that again, like you know you are dead. You know you are dead. I want to build a family and I want to make a family where my children will be able to come home. Like when they get into trouble, they will be able to say, let me call mom or dad. Not my mom or dad will kill me. I don't want that to be a first thought in your head. And yeah, so we have come to the end of another episode of For the Broken Mind. You can follow us at ftbm.pod. And yeah, see you on another podcast episode. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really didn't feel like doing a podcast episode today. Uh, I was about to give up and I was about to pack up for the breaking mind as a whole and try to decide it as been as one of those projects that never like never succeeded in my family I've looked at as the person that never sees things through whether it's a task or everything I just leave it done halfway and I didn't want for the breaking mind to be like that but it seemed like it was going in that direction there sometimes a lot of things were just too much for me to handle and i'm like god are you are you serious and this time you and this time that's where you decided to give me this thing when i had a little bit of money in my hands where i could push this thing forward as much as possible you didn't give it to me now really now <laughs> and there are so many times we have given up on things that we're really meant to yield. I don't know where the for the breaking man is going next one week. 
the next one minute after posting this thing, I don't know if the breaking man is gonna go. I have no idea how it's going to be. I just took a break from even being the leader of the broken mind. I just took a break from it. And it's be, maybe it's because I'm in condition to run. Many things do not seem good or seem appropriate in my life. You know, there's just sometimes you leave some things because you can't. But this one, I really do not want to leave it. But at the point of saying, like, Daniel, just go and click just go to your podcast app click every episode you have made clear it and delete it at that point something just like wait like daniel wait go to your email i really don't look at my emails that much the only thing that takes me to the email <laughs> is the newsletter i subscribe to and trust me except for that i'm not going there i've had 500 messages or 500 emails to answer or to reply to this from probably different places I don't know how many for me to reply to but I saw one this was the last day of into Jesus's heart which was the newsletter I subscribed to and reading it it felt like it was all about me is there sometimes you feel like you're not capable with the vision you're giving you don't have the people you don't have the time you don't have the energy you necessarily don't have the skill Giving you one thing about me is I can talk, I can talk a lot, but talking to fit a specific audience or talking to satisfy some people to try to impress some certain group of people is not something I'm really up to as a person. Is if there's anything I've realized in this like age or in this stage of life, is there's so many times you feel like giving up. There's so many times you feel like handling your life as, an, as a whole. There's so many times I felt like, Daniel, don't worry, just give up my life. I pack a load, drink something, like, drink something, drown somewhere. I really think what my parents didn't think of putting a bathtub inside our house. If they did, probably I would not have thought about it twice. And yeah, I was about giving up on everything. I was about packing my load. No, I didn't receive any alerts, any bonanza, or whatever you think it is. I didn't receive any monetary support. But that newsletter meant so much to me because it came at the right time. And I hope this podcast can come at the right time to as many people who need it. Because there are going to be so many times you feel like giving up on the dreams God has given you, you feel like giving up on vision God has given you, or you even feel like giving up on life or its own. I'm not here to tell you it's okay and I'm not here to encourage you to keep suffering, to keep pushing. I'm just here to say, no matter what you're going through, there's always a way out of it. A good way out and not a way that has consequences later on in life. A sensible, a good way out of it. When you're depressed and when you feel like you're about to give up, instead of your first result being the albums of sad music you have in your closet, Try reading the Bible first. Go on Google. Go on the internet. Search for passages about depression. I don't know. It's or passages about trying to give up or something like that. I know sometimes Google brings the wrong things, but trust me, there'll be one scripture that'll meet you at the point of your need because there are so there are so many times I felt like the Bible was just rubbish because I was like, how is how people that have died since like God knows when. 
how do you mean to help me in my life? How are they really going to help me? How are they going to spare me on? I read a particular book in the Bible, Job. Job has 42 chapters. I read Job. And honestly, my response to the question I asked myself was like, Daniel, if God took everything away from you, will you still call God Akbar? I'm sure when the devil was testing me, probably the first day I'll have said, I'll have cursed God on the first day. Because when you look at the scripture properly, the devil was tempting Job. The devil said Job would curse you on the first day if you removed everything from him. His children died, his wife left him. His fields, all of his money burnt to the ground. And still remained faithful. I was about to give up in the midst of a little storm in my head. And a lot of us are about to give up to just little things. Things that are trivial. But I don't take my problems as trivial and I don't take any problem, anybody's problems as trivial. I wish God can help you in any way he can. I wish God can help you in any way he can and meet you at the point of your needs when you need it, really. But it only happens if you call on him. So call on him today. And yeah, P.S. I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue this podcast even though it doesn't have the funding I'm expecting it to. I'm going to continue pushing even though I'm the person in the family that never sees anything true. I'm going to keep on pushing because nobody defines me. The scripture and God himself defines me. I'm going to keep on pushing because I shouldn't be the one writing my own narrative. I shouldn't allow other people to write my own narrative. What people have said about me doesn't mean that's me. I'm going to see this one true though. I'm going to see this project true. I'm midst of ending storms and being thrown out. And I'm always going to come back to this podcast episode when I feel down, hopefully. We have come to the end of another podcast episode on For the Broken Mind. Have a nice day. Thank you. And before I forget, if any of you want to subscribe to the news that I just subscribed in, I really don't know how, I really don't know how to subscribe because I just have someone to subscribe for me. I really don't know how, I'll get the details and probably come and tell you next week, but I think she's Adenia Rax on Instagram, so just go and check her and probably you see a link to the newsletter or something. Don't forget to follow us at FTMB fcbm.pod and see you next week.